0: Give Us This Day is a devotional reflection upon the New Testament lesson appointed for the morning office from the Book of Common Prayer, 1928. These devotionals are written and presented by Father Charles Erlinson, who serves at the Church of the Good Shepherd in Tyler, Texas. Father Charles' devotionals can be found both in print and online.
1: Today is Saturday of the 20th, Sunday after Trinity. The lesson is taken from 1st Timothy chapter 6 verses 12 through
0: 21 fight the good fight of faith lay hold on eternal life whereunto thou art also called and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses i give thee charge in the sight of god who quickeneth all things and before christ jesus who before pontius pilate witnessed a good confession that thou keep this commandment without spot unrebukable until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, which in his times he shall show, who is the blessed and only potentate, the King of kings and Lord of lords, who only hath immortality, dwelling in the light which no man can approach unto, whom no man hath seen nor can see, to whom be honor and power everlasting. Amen. Charge them that are rich in this world, that they be not high-minded, nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God, who giveth us richly all things to enjoy, that they do good, that they be rich in good works, ready to distribute, willing to communicate, laying up in store for themselves a good foundation against the time to come, that they may lay hold on eternal life. O Timothy, keep that which is committed to thy trust, avoiding profane and vain babblings and oppositions of science falsely so called, which some professing have erred concerning the faith. Grace be with thee. Amen.
1: One final time, St. Paul is stirred up to remind Timothy of the most important things he has just told him. It is like the final resolution in an extended symphony as Paul skillfully draws together the themes he has recorded for Timothy in the preceding five chapters. There is one meta-theme or meta-narrative that unites all of Paul's other themes, and it is this, that God is the blessed and only potentate, the King of kings and Lord of lords. It is ultimately Paul's vision of God Almighty that compels him to warn Timothy so frequently and so fervently, and it is our vision of God that will direct our hearts and hands. In fact, your vision of God and your sense of his sacramental presence in your life will determine how you choose to serve him. Whatever vision of God Paul is having, I'll have the same. Paul's vision of God, remembering that St. Paul was privileged to have extraordinary revelations of God, is at heart a vision of God all-glorious, sitting on the throne, ruling the heavens and the earth. Paul's vision begins with an understanding that God is the blessed and only potentate. A potentate is just what it sounds like someone who is potent or powerful. But God is Almighty God, who is the only true potentate, the only one with absolute power. We'd better understand the power of God, or else we will understand nothing else. This God is the one who created everything out of nothing. He is the one who commands a billion billion suns to explode thermonuclearly, but with precise control. He is the one who holds all things together and he is the inventor and perpetuator of all of the forces of physics and chemistry that hold matter together. He is the source of men's souls, and the sculptor of their bodies. He alone is the king of kings and lord of lords, before whom the greatest of human rulers is less than a baby and smaller than a flea. He causes the nations to rise and fall, and one of his days is an eon for humanity. It is he alone who is the blessed potentate, because there is no other source of blessing, and there is no other person we should bless in the same way. He alone is God. He alone has immortality, and he existed before there was even a creation by which to measure time. He is without beginning or end, and nothing can diminish his power or his glory. He is a shining, burning sun that will burn out your retinas. His light is much greater than the universe of lasers, and no man can dwell in the fullness of his light. He is the light that made Moses' face shine so brightly that Moses had to veil his face, when Moses had turned his back and seen only a penumbra of God's goodness and glory. He is so glorious, so holy, so him, that no man has truly seen him or can see him in his fullness. He has the glory so great that it drove the holy priest out of the tabernacle in Exodus, and he is the burning face of Christ in Revelation. He has a holy, cleansing fire that caused holy Isaiah to cry out in the pain of sin and smallness, Woe is me! I am an undone. To this God be honour and everlasting power, unto this King, eternal, immortal, invisible, God only wise, be honour and glory for ever and ever. Amen. In light of the fact that this God, this Lord Jesus Christ, will appear before all men, St. Paul reminds Timothy and all of us how we should live and teach. Because God is he who is, and because the Lord Jesus Christ will appear before you one day, Lay hold on eternal life to which you were called. Verse 12. This God has called each of you to be a disciple of Jesus Christ who lives in a holy fear. In sight of this holy and fiery God, lay hold of the salvation that has been purchased for you by leading a holy life. Because God is who He is, and because the Lord Jesus Christ will appear before you one day, keep the commandments spotless and without blame. Verse 14. Be holy as God is holy. Keep the faith entire. Don't pick and choose which parts of God you will obey. Teach the truth and live the truth, and in this way you will be ready to face your holy God when he summons you to him. Because God is he who is, and because the Lord Jesus Christ will appear before you one day, do not trust in uncertain riches. Trust instead in the God who gave you those riches, verse 17. Go ahead and enjoy them. And if you are poor, enjoy whatever it is that God has given you, not coveting what he has not given you. But if you are rich, be rich in good works. Which good works? All of them, but especially the good work of giving and sharing. Why do you think God has given you what he has given you, and why do you think he has chosen you as the steward of his riches and treasure? So that in his name and in holy fear of him you may share with the poor, so that you might give him the honor and glory and blessing that is due to him. If you are rich, it is by sharing with the poor that you especially will lay hold of eternal life. Verse 19 Because God is He who is, and because the Lord Jesus Christ will appear before you one day, guard whatever it is that God has entrusted to you. But guard especially His holy word. Guard the apostolic teaching by hearing, reading, studying, memorizing, meditating upon, and praying with the holy scriptures. Guard God's word with your life. Guard it by your life. Above all, give all honor and glory, all praise and thanksgiving to the one who has entrusted you with your life and all that it contains. Fight the good fight of faith, lay hold on eternal life, by living according to the words of life, given by the word of life.
0: This has been a presentation of Always with Christ Radio, Radio in the Anglican Way.